You are listening to the Beyond Yoga Teacher Training Podcast. I am your host, Sandy Raper. On this podcast, I will share stories and invite conversations that will help you grow and support sustainability within your yoga practice, your pathway of service as a yoga teacher, and beyond. Hey, are you a yoga teacher that sometimes feels unclear about the direction you should take in your teaching path, or possibly you feel uncertain and lack confidence in areas of your teaching skill set? Well, this is where a mentor is so crucial to have come alongside of you to help sift through and reinforce the skills it takes to create longevity and sustainability within a healthy teaching career. I have 20 years of teaching experience and I am passionate about supporting you and other teachers to grow and expand into the teachers that you desire to be. I can totally support you within a variety of areas, including how to run a successful yoga studio, develop effective workshops and successful teacher trainings in a studio or as a solo entrepreneur, and even the development of your very own podcast that will support your teaching career and more. Private mentoring sessions are the fastest and best way for you to get the results you are seeking. Ready to dive in and work with me one-on-one? Well, I'm ready. Head over to my website, sandyraper.com, or click the link in the show notes and schedule your call today. Welcome back to the Beyond Yoga Teacher Training Podcast. I am your host, Sandy Raper. Thank you for joining me today. If you have been listening for the past few episodes or past few weeks, you know we are in a four-part series. And so today we'll wrap up that four parts as I share how to facilitate the needs of a yoga class have you ever really considered what the needs are? And so this is very important for teachers to understand because it ultimately will aid us in our ability to be effective, skillful, and facilitate a space of the yoga class setting that supports and meets not only the student's needs, but will meet your needs as well. In the past few episodes, we have covered three areas that will support your effectiveness as a yoga teacher in meeting these needs, and this includes this elevated learning environment that I shared in the first part of the series, as well as how safety and respect become an aspect of meeting the overall needs in the yoga class. Today, I will conclude this series in part four. I'm going to share about the concept of mutuality, and then I'll connect the dots on how all of these areas of focus come together to create the setting where you as the teacher can facilitate and meet the needs of the yoga class experience. 
It is my intention in this final episode of the series to highlight for you how mutuality can blend nicely with the other components I've shared so that you are able to facilitate an experience within the yoga class setting that you can elicit the best opportunity for students to elevate their learning and deeper understanding of the yoga practice. When you consider mutuality in the context of facilitating the needs of a yoga class, it's also important to note that this applies to all who are involved in the experience. It means your needs as teacher are met as well as the student's needs being met. It is a mutual encounter, and in this case, there is also an aspect of interdependence while facilitating a space that supports the student's independence to choose their own experience within the practice setting. When facilitating a space within the concept of mutuality, there is a commitment and intention on your part as teacher that will support the building of trust between you and the students, which is a key part of establishing the relationship of mutuality. Within this mutual commitment, you are committed to the students by offering a valuable yoga class experience that meets their needs, while the students also have a responsibility as well in their commitment, not only to you, but the commitment they are making in relationship to their personal yoga practice. So on this podcast, I share a lot and I speak into or speak directly to yoga teachers, but I also want you to take what I share and kind of move it into the relationship of you being a student, because ideally, of course, you are a student first and then you're a teacher of the practice. So if you're listening and you're not a yoga teacher, All of this content still applies to you because it applies to your relationship and how you are being and interacting as a student of the practice. So just like there's responsibilities for the teacher, there are responsibilities as a student of the practice. And so remember this, when you go in as a student in a class setting, All of the things that I share apply to you as a student as well. All right, back to mutuality. I want to mention here also that as a teacher, you are not trying to project your perceived experience onto the students you lead. I think this can be tricky and possibly misunderstood when we're trying to evaluate and understand our role as a teacher It can be misunderstood, especially when we know that our personal experience as a student of the practice, which is crucial, your time and your personal practice, it does have a direct impact on what and how we teach and share when we lead classes. But we are not there to step into the class to project our experience or even guide students with language that tells them they should or shouldn't be feeling or experiencing something. This is something really subtle that I want you to tap into as a teacher. 
We teach from our personal understanding of the practice. However, it's more important that we hold space and facilitate the space where students determine and choose their own experience. Here comes that independence again. And it's an experience that they wish to have, not an experience that you project to them or they feel or take on is being projected that they should or shouldn't be experiencing. And this all happens within the container of the yoga class. Within this understanding of your role as teacher, you become more of a facilities manager that is imparting shared knowledge within a learning space and an elevated learning space, I might add. If you want to go back to part one, where I dig a little deeper into that need of the yoga class, you release any attachment as teacher that would suggest an attitude of this is yoga and this is not. That's projection again. You instead facilitate really a neutral space, a space where students have the freedom and that independence that I've been speaking about to develop their own experience and understanding that isn't dependent on what you perceive or you project as the teacher. That is not your role. Although from observation and reflection, I have experienced the opposite within various spaces I've practiced in as a student. It's as if somehow when we take on the role of teacher, there is this perceived role that we are now experts or we should take on the persona of such in order to meet the needs of the students' expectations. Well, this is not how it works or this is just not a healthy way to look at your role as a teacher. I want to pose the question of inquiry here to all the yoga teachers that are listening, and I want to challenge us to all reflect heavily upon how and what we perceive our role to be, and then hold ourselves accountable to understanding better why we do what we do as teachers and what is the basis of our teaching methodology. Perhaps in this inquiry, we find that we have been viewing our role through a cloudy lens and haven't really ever challenged our thoughts and understanding of what we're really doing or where we're really leading students within this role we have taken on and this responsibility, I might add, as teacher. So then a question for this inquiry, uh, to expand this inquiry a little further, is to ask yourself, what are you facilitating within the setting of a yoga class, and where are you actually leading students? Are you leading them towards their own understanding and autonomy of the practice that I so often speak of on this podcast? Or could you possibly lead them or be leading them in a cycle of interdependence? And perhaps they aren't making connections to how the practice supports their unique life practice. And we've somehow, as a teacher, you've muddied your view on the bigger picture of the yoga practice. 
it's a little subtle, it's sneaky. If you're not paying attention to it and becoming aware of this, you just might find yourself teaching or going in to teach with this kind of mindset and methodology. Perhaps then as teachers, we have taken on the heavy weight and desire of wanting to be accepted and liked that we have attached our worth and success as a yoga teacher based upon anything but the ability to be a conduit and a vessel for the teachings of yoga to flow through us to be received by those we are leading. So where are you leading students, yoga teacher? I guess the answer is, are you a yoga teacher that is driven by the gratification of your ego? Yes, it happens. I speak to it often and I speak to things that I have experienced myself. And these are all inquiries and questions that I am in continual refinement and reflection on. So are you driven by some kind of gratification of your ego or have you embraced the humble space of acceptance, acceptance of your role and a clear understanding of the role, I might add, and allow the teachings of yoga to pass through you because they do not come from you. Back to mutuality, <laughs> within this collaborative space of the yoga class, students partner or collaborate with us as the teacher in creating that experience I keep talking about that we call the yoga class. Within the creation of a mutual space, what you will begin to find is that both you, the teacher, and the students will benefit from clear expectations. Here's where trust shows up again, because in the space of mutuality, students will trust that they can choose because you, the teacher, are facilitating a space where exploration and choices are being communicated clearly through the language and directives you are offering, as well as through how you're showing up as the teacher and presenting yourself in the space of the classroom. This is a space that doesn't look like a performance. You are not, that is not your role, yoga teacher, to go in and perform for the students. Have you ever taken a class where you felt like the teacher was up on a stage and the stage being their mat? And you were actually, as a student, you were in the audience bearing witness to the performance of the teacher. Well, I have experienced this and I'm pretty sure you may have too. <laughs> so when understanding this concept of mutuality and when mutuality is present in the classroom and the setting of a yoga class, students begin to know that they're not there. They're not there to bear witness in, in the audience of a performance, or they don't have this feeling that they need to be caught up in the need to perform for the teacher either, but rather they feel supported and they trust the space. They trust that where they are, they are in an active participation 
in that experience that I keep talking about. And they have a choice in how and what type of experience they will have that day on the mat. This is autonomy. This is independence in the practice. This is what I hope and I strive as a teacher to cultivate and support in this space for students that practice with me. Within the creation of this experience I keep talking about, they know, students know that they can say no (laughs) to any directive given by you, the teacher, and that they are affirmed in their decision to do so. This leads to the next benefit of cultivating mutuality in the facilitation of the needs of a yoga class. All right, so mutuality benefits, right, with clear expectations. Well, mutuality within the yoga class not only offers those clear expectations and development of trust, but it also nurtures the development of mutual support. Each person's experience is enhanced when there is a cohesive support system found for everyone, everyone in the yoga class setting. While each individual student may perceive different benefits to differing degrees and may value certain benefits differently, the sum total of the relationship between the students involved and the teacher and the teacher and the students feels similarly beneficial for all involved in that collective experience. As a teacher, it's important to understand that when students have a felt sense of safety, belonging, and trust, all while learning how to manage the stressors of life, then learning and the learning experience will be amplified. When we facilitate a space that invites students to join together with others in a shared space of breathing and moving together, then we begin to create mindfulness that is not only beneficial for the individual practitioner, but for the collective of individuals and all in that space benefit as well. I hope that you have gained some insight over these last few episodes where I've really tried to kind of dissect each need that I feel is crucial to be found within the yoga class setting. And certainly when we pull out and we dissect information or a concept or an approach and we kind of ruminate and spend some time simmering and lingering in the understanding of those individual components, then the connection or the next step is to draw all of those pieces back together. It's kind of like when you study anatomy, right? You don't just study anatomy for the one part because you know that the one part has an effect on the wholeness, in particular in the body, the wholeness of the body. One part of the body doesn't stand out or operate on its own. So in the context of facilitating the needs of a yoga class, it's important to to gather back in now and your understanding that, that one of the needs of the yoga class is to cultivate, to support, to facilitate an elevated learning experience. And within this learning experience and environment, right, there is safety involved, there's respect, there's trust, and there's this this concept of mutuality where 
everyone coming together in that collective experience, they they not only benefit individually, but they benefit collectively. And there is the beauty. If you've ever thought about like, why do we even have yoga classes? Because we certainly can practice on our own and it's a very unique and individualized practice. Yet we all come together and merge together in the yoga class setting to have this amazing collective and elevated experience as well, which supports, right, the community aspect, the collective aspect, and the understanding. We're all in this together. And what a wonderful and worthy role and endeavor you have as a yoga teacher to be able to support, to hold that space, to facilitate and meet the needs of the yoga class. I'm so glad that you joined me today. If you have not listened to the other parts of the series, then just head on back and and catch up on the last few weeks and then just step back, spend some time, maybe grab a journal, make some notes, kind of sit with some of the concepts. And then if you're a yoga teacher listening, then give yourself time to absorb and kind of apply and then shift your awareness or, or possibly your mindset of how you've really been viewing your role as yoga teacher. And there's certainly technical skill set that are important for you to cultivate and be effective and skillful in. But there's this huge component of your mindset, of your understanding of your role that is crucial for you to be successful, for you to go in and to know and to confidently know that you are supporting a valuable experience and an elevated learning experience for the students you're leading. Until we meet again, I hope that you are well. I hope that you are exploring and finding a deeper understanding of your yoga practice. Feel free to reach out to me if there's areas that you're struggling in, you have an obstacle you're trying to to overcome in your yoga practice or as a teacher, then please, I would love to hear from you because this just might be a a topic that I want to tap into and share on the podcast. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Until we meet again, remember to begin, to become, and to expand beyond.